Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And this morning, we are in Proverbs 21, looking at verse 16 through 17. Let's pray and get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Morning, be glorified as we seek after you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right. Let's look at scripture. Verse 16, verse 17, they fit together really well this morning. So we'll we'll just go ahead and read both of them and follow that train of thought. One who wanders from the way of good sense will rest in the assembly of the dead. Whoever loves pleasure will be will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. Now, as with many of these proverbs of Solomon, they have a very practical day-to-day application to them, but they also have a spiritual application as well, an eternal application, I guess, is a way way you could put it. And again, I, I haven't said this recently, but I still still preach the message that Proverbs, everything in Proverbs is built upon the two great commandments, loving God and loving others. And these verses are no different. So the one who wanders from the way of good sense. Oftentimes in scripture, life is compared to a journey, is compared to a path. There is a, a, a well-worn path that is the safer route to take. Now, now it's not without its trials and tribulations. It's not without its troubles. But it is a wise path to take. And this path, what makes it so important is this path has a destination. There's an end to it. I, I, I can't help but think of the, the race analogy that Paul gives in the New Testament when he's talking about life being like a race, running the race. You're going to get wearisome, you're going to get tired along the way, but we look ahead to the goal, the finish line, right? Every path has a destination, every race has a finish line, otherwise there is no race, there is no path. And and so what we're looking forward to is what is to come. So, if you wander off from the way of good sense, and the way of good sense means that you're thinking of Proverbs 1-7, right? The theme verse of Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Good sense is to see God as Lord of your life. It is to surrender to him. Okay, it is to fear the Lord and have great respect for God and his law and his commands. And so if you do that, 
you have good sense. You are on the right path heading to the proper destination. Okay? And this is just common sense in a practical way. You know, do good things, be smart, don't get yourself into trouble, and you won't bring trouble into your life. Okay? That's just the basic practical understanding. In an eternal sense, stay on the path of, that leads to life, eternal life, right? The path of good sense is to follow the Lord and do his will and honor him by being obedient to his word. And one day, one day, we will not enter into the assembly of the dead. We will enter into the assembly of life, right? The presence of God to be with him for all eternity. So that's that's the two ways that we, we can accept this verse, and it's right to accept them both in that way. Now, verse 17 kind of follows in that same vein, but there's something really important I want to point out about verse 17 because I think people can misunderstand this verse uh, very easily. Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. Okay. Okay. Let's kind of break this down a second. To experience pleasure, something that brings great satisfaction, something that brings great joy, is that a sin? Is pleasure itself a sinful thing. In other words, to be a Christian, to be a righteous Christian, can we ever experience any pleasure whatsoever? Or should we just never have any enjoyment in anything? You shouldn't be happy. Stop smiling. Don't laugh. You know, is that the way? What, what he's saying here, is that what we should be experiencing as Christians? No, it's not. That is not at all what he's saying here. The when he says pleasure and and is he describes pleasure here. He's describing it in the second line down here. He who loves wine and oil. So what is wine and oil represent? Well, it represents worldly things. Okay, it's not saying that. Wine and oil is evil. It's not saying that wine and oil is sinful in and of itself. This is a key word right here. Loves these worldly pleasures. There's nothing wrong with enjoying oil. Okay? Think of essential oils. There's nothing wrong with enjoying them. Nowhere in the Bible does it say consuming alcohol is a sin. It does say to get drunk with alcohol is a sin. It does say that, but consuming it is not. Otherwise, you couldn't use hand sanitizer because your body absorbs some of the alcohol and hand sanitizer, okay? So <laughs> just keep that in mind. So it's not that these things are inherently evil, but they can be loved more than a person 
loves God, which does make it sinful and evil, right? Because what's the greatest commandment? Love God with all your heart. Put him first and foremost. If you love the things of the world, and wine and oil are just an example, a representation of the things of the world, and you love them more and you take great pleasure in them and pursue them with all your heart, guess what? You're not a very rich person. You can have all the money in the world, buy all the wine and oil and whatever pleasures you want. But if you're, if you're not directing your, your love and your affection, your greatest love and affection to God, you are poor. You are not rich. Why is that? Well, if you lay up your treasures on earth, all right? If you lay up your treasures on earth, you see where I'm going with this? You see where I'm going with this? Moth and rust can destroy it. Thieves can break in and steal it. And one day when you die, you will not take it with you into eternity. Whereas if you lay up your treasures in heaven, well, what does that mean? You can't put gold there. You can't put money there. You can't put wine and oil there. What is the treasure you lay up in heaven? The treasure you lay up in heaven is your relationship with God. Hence the greatest commandment. Loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is laying up your treasure in heaven. If you invest in knowing and seeking after God, you have an eternal wealth. You have a spiritual wealth. Okay? You may not have much material things on earth, but you have greater wealth than any person who has tons of money. Okay? You are a rich person if you lay up your treasures in heaven. Those are the things that matter. Now, let's go back to this idea of pleasure. Is pleasure itself a sinful thing? No, it's not. Pleasure is something God has, has gifted us with. The problem is when you seek your greatest pleasure in worldly things rather than in godly things. To know God, to have a relationship with God, is actually the most pleasurable thing you can ever experience in your life. Therefore, it is atrocious. It is a travesty for you to seek your greatest pleasure in wine and oil and worldly things because you are choosing the lesser. You are seeking something that, that gives only a little bit of pleasure when you could have a great unending pleasure in knowing and seeking after God. God. That's why it's a great sin. So don't walk away here thinking that Pleasure itself is evil and you can never enjoy anything. No, we are commanded to seek after God 
to taste and see that the Lord is good, to find great joy and pleasure in knowing Him and experiencing Him and having a relationship with Him. Listen, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your children, with your with your friends and your brothers and sisters in Christ are meant to represent that. We should find great joy and pleasure in our relationships with one another. It should be an enjoyable thing, a pleasurable thing. Pleasure itself is not evil. It's what we are directing our love and our greatest affection to that makes it evil, okay? So seek first the kingdom of God. At the end of the day, that's what these verses are telling us. Seek after God first. Knowing Him will give you more joy than anything else this world can offer. That is the way of good sense. Okay? Is to find your pleasure in the Lord. That, that way you will be rich. But if you seek the worldly things and love them with all your heart, you're a poor man or woman. You are not rich. Okay? All right. Good stuff. Really good stuff here. Thank you for joining me this morning. Seek after God. Enjoy Him. Find pleasure in knowing Him. Knowing Him and experiencing Him. Have a wonderful and blessed day, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.